Good morning, afternoon, and evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to American Pale Males. My name is Michael. I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the other host of the show. It is... They call me Fourth Meal, or Jeremy, because, fourth you know, morning, meal. morning, noon, and night are three meals of the day, but if Taco Bell has taught us nothing else, Michael, there's always room for Fourth Meal. Cram more calories in... But it's me, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. I don't know where that came from. So, I think we kind of, I don't know, I theorize we have a loaded docket. We do kind of have a loaded docket. Let's get right into it, Michael. What yeah. do you got for me? Well, my beer brag is kind of a beer lesson. Mine, oddly enough, is two, but you go first. Cause okay. Mine's slightly involved, and well, you'll see. So, you know how on this show we always talk like, oh, that's a good barbecue beer, especially with these summer beers we've been having lately. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, if that was a barbecue, I reach for it, but otherwise I might not. Mm -hmm. Well, I I had that in action, and this is kind of a a tale that will, to cite as an example, a concrete example of of that uh, type of mentality. I'm curious. So, I was at a barbecue. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) Yeah. And so they had a keg of spotted cow, ooh, which you know is lighter. It's still tasty. That's barbecue it's beer. Not too heavy. It's a gr- It's like a perfect barbecue beer. Mm-hmm. But they also said, "Oh yeah, check the fridge. There's some other brews in there too." And I open up the fridge and I see Napalm Bunny from Ale Asylum. Ooh. Now this is the imperial version of the. What is it? Velveteen I think Rabbit? Velveteen Hammer? Hammer? Or I don't know, and I'm I really don't feel like looking it up right now. So <laughs> let's just assume that we're right. Um, but that's you had that before, right, Jeremy? I had whatever the Velveteen whatever is. I believe I got it the last time I was in Madison, seeing you and your uh, wonderful family. Yes. Um, Velveteen Habit. Ha! There we were both. We were half there. Right. I think I was thinking of Velvet Hammer which is some expression or something, apparently. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it said this is the imperial version of the Velveteen Habit. I'm okay with thought, that. Whoa. That's a good beer. That sounds good. So the urge to try something kind of crazy and try something new overpowered my urge to go for the gold standard. And I ended up kind of regretting it. Really? Because this was a 9.2% beer. Party down. Yeah, so I I had it, and, you know, it was very bitey. It was very... uh, Family of opossums-y. I called the big one bitey, yeah. Uh And it was um, boozy and, you know, with baked beans and potato salad and those things. It wasn't, like, the best option, so I had that and actually split it a little bit because it was, it was also very strong. So I'm like, well, I can't really have that much more beers here anymore because I had this massive Imperial IPA. Uh-huh. Then after that, I they had the little uh, keg, so I went for that. I went for the spotted cow, and it was just like so much better in that environment. Um, huh. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe a winter's eve, again, with the like easy chair by the fire, you go for the napalm bunny. You know, it's at night before, a few hours before bedtime, and in the uh, in the barbecue setting, you go for the keg of spotted cow. You swallow your pride and don't reach for that exotic, strange imperial IPA. Now, maybe unless you split it between four people or something like that. I have a theory as to why you did this, Michael. Okay, and that's because 
the uh, the possibility of free exotic beer, no matter the setting, probably also always trumps that, the the gold standard, the Shelton Benjamin, if you will. That's that's a big yeah. That probably yeah. factored in for sure. Oh, of course. Just like, hmm, do I go get this thing I can get anywhere, like on tap at a gas station if Wisconsin liquor laws are similar to Iowa liquor uh-huh. laws now, or do you go for this thing and you go, I can, what, what's this? I, I've yet to see this. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, I don't blame you. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. But curiosity kind of killed the cat because I, I, I think I would have liked the napalm bunny a little mm-hmm. more had it... um been a different setting but in this time i was just kind of like i don't want to say choking it down but i was like take drinking it like yeah okay, okay well, it's yeah, hot outside there's right beans, yeah there's pulled pork everywhere kids are running around pulled pork everywhere yeah um maybe so, not for you i assume other people had pulled pork or hamburgers or brats since you're in wisconsin yep interesting and as i guess to throw another little jab in there as a positive control i had a uh uh, just a, a wheat ale that was there called uh-huh. Honey Lav from Black Rocks Brewery, which is Michigan. So this okay. was a new one for me. I've never even heard of the brewery. I hadn't either, but um, it wasn't that bad. But again, it didn't live up to the the spotted cow standard. So just showing how much of a stalwart that is in the barbecue beer game. Mm-hmm. So that's my beer lesson. I'm, I'm glad you had a beer lesson. Mine is a lesson in deceit. Oh. So... This will all make sense at the end of the story, so give me some time here. <laughs> this is like a Tarantino beer brag. Uh, not quite that in depth. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So when Council of the Show went to uh, the West a few months ago. Big Sky Country. I, I conscripted him to buy us some beers for mm-hmm. the for the beer brags, and you know, just so that we can be like, hey, you're going to be in Montana. Get us something from Montana. Right, yeah. Right? Okay, and... For the listeners, they will two at least two, two. Yeah, I think will be coming up in uh, the coming weeks. I'm stay not tuned. sure when, but mm-hmm. stay tuned. What I didn't tell you because I forgot, and that's the key point to this. <laughs> okay, is, is that he had stopped in Utah as well and had picked up a few of uh, singles, not doubles. So I only had one to go around. Sure, of three variations of beer. So I decided, well, we really missed our chance after the wedding to do a vertical flight of these things because mm-hmm. I forgot about it and we had, well, Dark Lord to go around. Yeah. Um, we made the right choice going with the Dark Lord because, okay. as we know, Utah has some backwater alcohol laws due to their, you know, their touchy government, we'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Current Utah law sets a limit of 3.2% alcohol by weight or 4% by volume in beer sold at grocery and convenience stores and at establishments operating under a beer-only type license, such as taverns, beer bars, and some restaurants. And Michael, that's precisely what uh, my beer, well, my beer brag is because I've never seen this one in Iowa. Okay. And it is Squatter's Live and Let Live Crystal Wizen. Oh, so Squatter's we've had on we the had show the, We did have it on the show before. We had the uh, uh, Hell's Keep Belgian-style golden ale. Yes. 
their color text of Live and Let Live, Crystal Weisen, is Live and Let Live celebrates a great German tradition in summer beers. Malted wheat, barley, and noble hops coexist in harmony to produce a refreshing crystal clear wheat ale, free of judgment. 4% by volume. Now, I've never had a Crystal Weizen before. Mm-hmm. Ha- have you? I have, but it was a very long time ago. And I think it was just called, it was a German one. I think it was just called Crystal. From what I can basically tell and sort of presume from the name is that a Crystal Weizen is like a, a clear version of a Hefe. Yeah, I, I don't even know that much about them, yeah. Me neither. Kind of straightforward, filtered type, yeah. So, while I am not the biggest fan of Hefe's in the first place, mm-hmm. which is may factor into my ultimate decision on this, I can at least respect them for going weird. Like, if nothing else, I think that I can respect weird even if I don't like it. Because if you make a beer that tastes like bananas and cloves, you're you're going weird no matter how respected of a uh, style or tradition it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, this 4% nonsense is, is not good. I believe I checked it in on Untapped the other day with a description of this is an inauspicious start. This particular Crystal Weizen tasted like a watered-down Hefe. Yeah. Yeah. To be sure, it's almost certainly because there's you know less malt in it. The yeast character was okay it's still not my favorite but you know it was it was there it was something different it was a lot like a light touch of a hefe flavor but just the lack of a of a malt backbone really hindered this beer and for those reasons i gave it a 2.5 out of 5 it's Mm. so i'm going to take a a trip through temperance i guess i don't know (laughs) Over these next few weeks and let you know how that goes, mostly because I haven't had much time to go out and check new things and because I forgot them while we were together. Interesting. So I wonder if that's just... So we've seen, like, the squatters, uh, the one we had, and then the one that I think Hop- I mentioned is... Hop Rising? The, yes. That, that, that Hop Rising is like an 8%. So I wonder if that's just like the, uh, the one you had is just like the one they make to... S- put it out on all the shelves on these basic stores. Well, a Hop Rising is actually 9%. Oh, it's even more than Their that. Their IPA okay. is a 6.5. And then as I dig through these, I'm seeing a... in by uh, digging through these, I mean, I'm looking at their website. Mm-hmm. A Russian Imperial Stout at 4%? No, that's a lie. It's 10.5. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I mean, this is not like... Their usual, this isn't like all their beers are the Utah standard. It must be, this must be their brew that they try to mass market in the area, I guess. I guess so, because out of the 11 beers on their website, I'd say about half-ish are four, and the other ones are not. Like, they have a red nitro ale that's 4%, which is almost certainly gross. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, nitro uh, know, needs a little... I don't know. I don't know. Mm. It, it, but... Regardless, I am going to go into the rest of these with an open mind, and hopefully something will pan out. All right. Because I, I like squatters. They make good beer. Yeah, just, I just not this one. Just not this one. That, that one didn't do it. <laughs> no, it, it really didn't. Ugh. Michael, wash that taste out of my mouth. What's next? What's next? What's next? Tell would me. you like to play a little game? Why, yes, I would like to play a game, Michael. Jeremy, what I have as I bring it up right here, is a article that was sent in by mom of the show. 
and it's uh, Uprock's article called Your Guide to the 20 Best Fake Beer Brands from Movies and Television. <laughs> um, I approve already. Yes. Um, so it's actually it's from 2014. And I say that because I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to give you the beer name from the show and then you have to name the show. Oh, from the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think you'll get actually quite a few of these because uh, at least a handful of them are shows that I know you like a lot. Oh, okay. Well, I can think of at least two. That 2014 is just to clue you in on kind of the uh, era when this was written. But All right, let's go for it. Let's, let's go for it. We'll kind of do rapid fire. Um, okay. Alamo beer. It's from King of the Hill. That's okay. right. Think of three. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I forgot about that. Brockman. Brockman. And I think this isn't very obvious in this show, but the show that has a lot of drinking. Is it Bojack Horseman? No, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That one's odd because they definitely at some point scored a deal with Coors Light. Oh, really? Yes, because in uh, several of the past years, all of the beer that you see has been like Coors Light in one way or another, which I can respect because it's always kind of distracting when you see like a Brockman in someone's hand. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Now, sometimes these are distracting in, in, in real shows. Uh, we have the fake branded stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, number three is Buzz Beer, and that's from the Drew Carey Drew show. Drew Carey show. I did oh, know that one. You did know. I, I, I just assumed you wouldn't. I think you're a fan of this director. This is from a movie, several movies, Chango Beer. Chango. And I believe that's a lewd Spanish expression, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Is it a Tarantino thing? It is a... Uh, oh, it doesn't have his name here. Rodriguez. Was it Robert <laughs> oh, Rodriguez? Oh, Robert Rodriguez? Yeah. Okay. Because it's in El Mariachi, Dusk Till Dawn, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Sin City, and Desperado. Those are some solid movies. Uh, Dharma Initiative beer. Gee, I wonder, could that be from Lost? <laughs> yes. Maybe Steve Workman will have some of that later. <laughs> I remember when that show was at its height and we were watching it in college. Um, oh. Somebody posted Dharma labels, like Dharma beer labels, and I <laughs> got a six-pack. That does not surprise me. And I taped it around the <laughs> bottles of the six-pack. Duff beer. That'd be from The Simpsons. Uh, that's right. Um, here's This is from an older movie involving beer. Elsinore? Elsinore. Elsinore. That, that's the beer from Strange Brew. Oh, yeah. That's a good, Have you seen that movie? Yeah. It's okay, because that's a, cause it's a weird, delightful movie. Yes. This is in a bevy of movies, so mm -hmm. I'll just say it. Heisler beer? Does that sound familiar to you? Heisler beer in a bevy of movies. Yeah. It's in, and shows for that matter. Bionic Woman, Bones, Burn Notice, CSI, oh. Desperate Housewives. Nope. <laughs> Would not have gotten that one. Training Day, The Shield, Super Bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I like those three things. Here's one in a few uh, movies. It must have a common producer or director. Jekyll Island. That's the name of the beer? Yes. It's in Dexter, Lost, and the Rules of Attraction. The movie, The Rules of Attraction. I think so. No, wasn't that a TV show too? I don't know. I, I don't know, but Rules of Attraction is definitely James Vanderbeek uh, doing uh, Brad Easton Ellis' novel. Do you give that movie the thumbs up? I do give that movie the thumbs up. I, I also recommend the, the book, although the book is a little bit harder to take. 
Um, just because just because he's a weird, weird, problematic man. Uh, he he wrote American Psycho. Oh, okay. Which is one gotcha. of the most difficult books I've ever had to get through, and, and not because of the graphic content, because in order to since it's told from first person, and to show the mindset that the Patrick Bateman is in, literally until he really starts to crack, I think every time someone comes into a room or he changes clothing, he gives a full description of what that person is wearing. Oh, my God. Every <laughs> single time. And the book is like 500 pages long. That would be uh, hard to get through. It's it's in a way, and I don't mean to you know like use this as, the, uh, as a quality barometer, so do not mistake me for that. But it's almost his own little weird tick or way of writing similar to how uh, Cormac McCarthy doesn't believe mm-hmm. in punctuation. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it's things like that. Do you know what Lowbrow is from? Lowbrow? Yes. And I don't know if it was one episode or just... Isn't that the Simpsons episode where the Germans tried to buy the power plant? <laughs> you're Jason. It's actually from Futurama. Oh, you're right. Yes. In the St. Pauli exclusion rule, girl. <laughs> yes, it's that's in the right. same episode. <laughs> Number eleven, we have Monkey Shine Beer. That was from Friends. I think it was just on one episode. Norbecker Beer from Beer the Movie, which is a movie from 1985, I think. I've actually, I believe that at one point was on Netflix, and I thought about watching it twice, but it looked horrible, so I didn't it, do it. Just the still image from it looks pretty bad. I'm sure it was, like, shot on video or something like that. It looked terrible. Red Beer. Red Beer. This is an animated show that I know you love. Red Beer. And again, I don't know if it's one episode or if it is kind of hidden theme throughout. Is it a Rick and Morty thing? It is Archer. Oh, God. (laughs) Ah, I know what you're talking. It's so hard to not curse right now, Michael. (laughs) I know exactly what it is. This is in the, uh, the ones where they go in the south. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Smokey and the Bandit episode. Yeah, that's yeah, the screenshot. It's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor. Futurama? Uh, that is from News Radio. Oh, I, believe. I, I, I didn't watch a lot of those uh, mid-90s uh, sitcoms that were really? sort of touchdowns for a lot of people. I just mostly watched The Simpsons. Well, yeah, I can't blame you. 90s Simpsons, pinnacle. It's true. For about a decade. I'm not sure if you'll get this one or not. I probably wouldn't have. Romulan Ale? <laughs> Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. So, fun fact. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the first of the weddings I was in this summer, I don't believe you ever met the groom or his his brother. But his brother is a big sci-fi buff and is not mm-hmm. a uh, a frequent drinker by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe like two, three times a year. But the wedding, the uh, the brother, Lee, we'll call mm-hmm. him. Okay. He was, you know, having a beer every now and then. But, you know, beer is just not his style. And so he goes up to the bar and he he looks at the, the selection. And he sees a bottle of Bombay Sapphire up there. And he says, mm-hmm. holy crap, that looks like Romulan Ale. <laughs> and so he, sa- he asks the bartender, make me something with that in it. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, if you're not a fan of beer... A gin and tonic is probably not going to be the best way to go. Right. Oh, my. <laughs> That's he, funny. He, he warmed up to it once we threw the lime in there. 
So oh, he yeah. He didn't know what to do with the lime. That's <laughs> all right. We forgive him. Um, <laughs> That's the only way I knew that. Sky blue colored yeah. beverage. And yeah, in the bottle, that would look like it. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Samuel Jackson beer. That is from Chappelle's show. That's right. It's my beer and it'll get you drunk. <laughs> Schmidt's gay. No, sorry. No, that was a uh, parody commercial from SNL. We're we're going into parody commercials from <laughs> the third, the after midnight segment of uh, Saturday Night Live. Now we're going to the ten to one slot. If you haven't seen the Schmidt's gay, it's hilarious. It has a. Uh, Chris Farley and Adam Sandler, and it that changes things. Basically, a spoof off of the uh, '90s beer commercials, where all these babes walking around in bikinis, and kind of these two like dopey guys are like, "Whoa!" And <laughs> they just spin that concept on his head and have all these beefy dudes walking around. I'll have to look into that. Okay, got a few more here. Okay, Schrader Brow. That's from Breaking Bad. That's right. Too bad it breaks. In a garage. Right. Yeah, and it sounds like gunfire. It does sound like gunfire. Has that ever happened to you or Steve where the bottles fly off and it sounds like somebody's shooting you? No, because we don't put too much sugar in a bottle like idiots. <laughs> like Schrader would? Like, Shr- like Schrader like would. Yes, that's correct. And then the last two we'll do real quick here. Warmpless or warm, warm pests? Oh, it's like warm piss. Warm pests no. from nope. How I Met Your Mother? Nope. Nope, never saw neither of I. No. And Willer from the Kentucky Fried movie. That's a good movie. It's um, not all of it holds up to a modern audience, but it is still pretty funny. So th- that's quite the poll. They really hit a wide variety they, of... They uh, went deep on that one, man. Yeah, from sitcoms to strange cult movies to animated shows. So, yes, that was the guide to the best 20, or the 20 best fake beer brands mm-hmm. for movies and television. Hmm. Interesting. But, Michael, what else do we have? Um, we can kick the American Pale Mail Mail Pail. Please do. It's been nice. Listener Michelle has kind of been doing um, our job for us and tweeting at us some <laughs> beer-related articles. Good. Yeah and, yeah, and way to not botch that American Pale Mail Mail Pail on there. I know. I just said it as fast as I could, and it there's, worked. There's no, there's no crazy editing tricks going on there because <laughs> we're not that involved. Um. So the first thing she tweeted out to me was a from the Washington Post, mm-hmm. and it's the beer soda combo you're seeing everywhere is the perfect summer, and then a dot 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 cuts off. Uh... And yeah, so that was kind of my response. She was just kind of wanted to know, what are your thoughts? So this is like Shandy's, Rattler's, things like that. I believe I told the story in the podcast when I was in Germany and ordered a Roos beer because everybody else was ordering one and it was half beer, half kind of like a lemon lime soda. And it was, uh, it made me want a real beer and not want this stuff. So it's essentially a Rattler. Rattlers can be refreshing in the right circumstance. Yeah, so I just told her, uh, as far as the APM pod opinion, is that... Um, fe and fooey. Yeah, fe and fooey, but, you know, to each their own. For us, it's just too sweet. <sighs> you really need to put your back into that if you're going to do that. I right know. I, that sweet didn't really have a... No. Let me Take two? Let me do take two. I mean, if you want, but you're uh. going to wake up the rest of the family if you do it right. <laughs> You're right. So, Maybe I should. So, so I hope you. I hope you. Well, no. I mean, go for it. 
I'm all for dedication, but you know, if you're going to do it, let's no no I'm, more I'm half standing measure, up. I'm standing up. No more half measures if we're going Breaking Bad over here. Okay, I got my fingers in the click symbol. Uh huh. Cause it's just too sweet. That's much better. I totally uh clipped out that. So um, <laughs> I uh the waveform is completely blocking De- out decimated. The, uh, yeah, it'll happen. There. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't <laughs> sound awful to the listeners. It sounded fine to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and if anybody's confused out there, that's a wrestling reference from the 90s. Michael, they have Google. That's true. That's a good point. Um, and the other thing she sent to me um, was a thing from NPR about something we're aware of um, and have talked about on the show. In fact, we did last week. Oh, yeah. Craft beer brought to you by Big Beer and basically how... Certain craft breweries are being, yeah, bought out by large conglomerates, and um, or conglomerates are coming out with kind of their own like labels. And they're not; they're just not putting E Corp on the side of their beer, right? And so I did a bunch of tweets uh-huh. to. I actually was tearing it up in the tweet thread. I, I noticed. <laughs> um, and uh, then I just I just posted the meme I made of the Drake meme. If you don't know what that is, you have to go to the Twitter feed to look at it. It's basically still images of Drake from Hotline Bling. Oh, I know that all these words are things, <laughs> and that they are probably a thing that I've probably come into contact, but maybe I'm getting old. Yeah, well, maybe we have to do some more memes. Actually, I have a, um idea to run past you. Maybe we'll do it in next week's episode for a new meme. Oh, okay. Stay tuned for Meme Talk next week. Cause, uh, Memecast. Yeah, we- we got to get onto this beer. Yeah, we do. Michael, we're going on a trip. We are. Do you want to? Do you want to introduce the beer? Well, tell them what the FDR is, then introduce the. Beer. Well, the, the FDR is where we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer, as we do every well, pr- yeah, every episode. Uh, and this week, we are hitting. We're going to Door County, in the Door County Brewing Company's Apricot Dude Ranch, Belgian Pale Ale with apricots. That's right. Is it ap- is it apricot or apricot? I think it's a tomato tomato thing. Ah, fair enough. I'm curious because I do enjoy me a good apricot. Yeah, and uh, so this is a summer seasonal. Mm-hmm. Now, Dude Ranch makes me think of Hey Dude. Was that a show you watched, Jeremy? No, <sighs> no. We 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 didn't get a Nickelodeon until well after it was past my time. Oh, really? I That's Boondocks, a- man. My grandparents got it, but uh. <laughs> We just basically watched uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple. Oh, that's that's a good one. It was, but it's the uh, the member berries have kind of ruined all these memories. Yeah, I like oh hey member this, I'm gonna watch it again. Oh Jesus! And it's like I uh, I don't. I have better call Saul. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch TV from the mid '90s and right. for children. Well, it doesn't really um hold up well on second viewing. But I used to fold newspapers. <laughs> and uh, watch the show. Yeah, me too. It also reminds me of that Simpsons episode, Dude Wears My Ranch, which is not a good one, as I recall. Uh, uh. So let's get back to the beer. Tell me something about it. Yes, a Belgian pale ale with apricots. Or apricots. Now you got me saying it. Um, <laughs> oh, I should back up. I have been to this brewery before. To Door County? To Door County. Have you ever been to Door County? Uh, no, it's it's pretty far for you. I, I've been up there, and uh, it's a good, good time um, if you stay away from the super busy areas. 
and enjoy the more rustic state parks is what I quite enjoyed up there. As uh, camping and stuff. Uh, Door County, so it has like two sides. You have like the west side, which is borders the ones on the side of Green Bay and ones on the side of Lake Michigan. Okay. And the Lake Michigan side is where this brewery is on, and that's the quiet, not so touristy side. So stopping by this brewery was really nice because it was a nice break from all the hustle and bustle of some of the other little towns there. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a kind of smaller place, but it's a really nice interior um, and everything. The, and the brewery was founded in 2012. It's in Bailey's Harbor, one of the tiny towns up there. And they focus on Belgian, French, and American influence styles. So they have like a farmhouse that was really good. Um, more of the kind of yeast forward type of beers so the door um, county yeast yeah door county is also where uh like new belgium gets their cherries and stuff from because they grow that kind of stuff oh that's why that name sounds familiar ah that's right that's right ah. so anyway apricot dude ranch i'll read you the uh flavor text here a dry and fruit forward belgian style pale ale brewed with german hul melon hops and nearly six pounds per barrel of apricots. Notes of pear and orange, a slight hint of pepper, hmm. and of course, the pronounced flavor of apricots. ABV of 5%, and recommended glassware is a mason jar. Hmm. Well, I don't have any empty mason jars, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I have right, some pickled yeah. jalapenos sitting in one right now, but <laughs> house pickled. So I'm excited to have some... More Door County Brewing Company beer. Um, let's crack Mordor this open. County. Well, from since the last time I was there. Mordor. Come on, Mordor. Michael. I'm <laughs> setting you up right there. Good God. <laughs> <sighs> you failed me. I did. The reference. Ooh. Whoa, this pour is kind of uh, white. What, uh, what sort of a vessel are you using, Michael? I have like the, uh, what is this, like a... Um, Tulip? Kind of a footed Pilsner glass. I'm using a tulip glass. That that seems like a good choice. It just said Belgian, so I want something vaguely Belgian looking. Yeah. Um. So, oh yeah, and also this is part of the American Pale Male Sumerian Summer Series, where we have summer beers all God, summer. That's right. We. <laughs> I forgot about that stupid <laughs> name I said. Um. So, um, yeah, this is the second of the series. Last week we had the Rosa from Revolution. And, mm-hmm. um, well, that wasn't strictly a fruit beer. Um, now we're getting more into the fruity beers that we'll be having for all of August. But it's also Belgian. So who knows if this is going to be fruit forward? Yeah. You get a little bit of the apricots in the nose, though. Apricots, apricots. God, this is going to bother me. I know I'm going back and forth. Jeremy, I had to stop pouring mine because the head on this is so frothy that I can't pour anymore without... Mine did the same thing. So I waited. I wasn't going to say anything because I assumed I had shaken the thing up. No, but this I is think... a, this is a solid three fingers of foam on this thing. Yeah. Mine is actually... Um, I filled it so much, it's actually over the lip of the glass in like a dome. Surface tension. And uh, this thing's bubbling like mad too. It is. What do you get out of the... Well, since you're waiting, what do you get out of the nose? Kind of a... It's actually not that strong of a nose. Just Belgian. Kinda, I guess like a yeasty half a smell. That's kind of a redundant mm-hmm. expression, but um, there are little fruity notes in there. 
How about the color, Jeremy? What are your, what would you call that? Lightly hazy, lightly straw. Lighter than a uh, Pilsner, but... uh, It's like a white color almost. Almost. Especially when you pour it out of the Uh um, bottle, it Very much so. White. I almost have all my beer in here now. I do have all of mine in. I am there now. So... Without further dudes... <laughs> you go first, Jeremy. All right, I'll, I will. I'm kind of curious to see what your thoughts are on a kind of summary type beer. As I, I don't think we've had that many on this show with you as the host, but we haven't. But uh, this one is rather refreshing. It is. It kind of has a bite to it. I'm a little bit, yeah. A little bit, a little bitterness, bitter note mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, that, that that's more bitter than I thought it would be. But it's like a. Uh, Pithy bitterness. A little bit, yeah. It's. I'm not getting much of the fruit out of it. The yeast is definitely standing up strong in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not as fruity as I had anticipated. Um, no, I... The fruit is more subtle, for sure. Yeah, very much so. I don't, you know, think of apricots as being terribly bitter. That must be hops pulling that bitterness it, what, off. The hool... The, Hul- the Harry Hooley hops or yeah, whatever H H U with umlauts L L. So I assume that's Hool. Probably. I don't know. Hall Hool. Yeah. I, <sighs> I guess it is a pale ale, so I mean I guess it, it is. It, it's it it's definitely hoppy. It is definitely hoppy. It is uh wheat? Is this a wheat pale ale almost? I can't tell. I don't think I don't Maybe know. Not wheat. But uh definitely very light in the body department. Mm-hmm. Which maybe lets the hops um, lets them sing. Yeah, Dios mio, do they sing? This, this is a different one, Michael. It's, this is different. It's not what I was expecting. It's very much a Belgian, but it's it's hoppier than I would expect a normal Belgian to be. Yeah, and the hoppiness kind of lingers on the palate a little bit. Very much so. It's just kind of a. It's just kind of sitting there. Yeah, strong hop aftertaste, bitter aftertaste. Um, it it outside of the hops and the bitterness, well, the hops and the yeast, I guess, it doesn't really have a ton of flavor, which I guess, the which is a long, dumb way of saying that the malt <laughs> is not very present. Right. What else do you have left? <laughs> I guess it also saying that goes to show that like the fruit flavors and that strong either like your adjunct sure. flavor isn't super potent yeah this is this is refreshing it's it's it not is, a, yeah. it's not astringent like some uh pale ales can be it doesn't uh it's not heavy definitely not heavy um and it's not super boozy like some of the belgians would could get mm-hmm. so i guess that lack of a malt is both a blessing and a little bit of a detriment mm-hmm I I like it, Michael. What are the more I drink it, I'm yeah, getting that yeast flavor more. It's like right at the front of the front of the tongue, toward the middle, it's, and then the, the bitterness totally takes over after that. Rides the sides there, but for me, this one, it's definitely not a Belgian. I mean, it's a Belgian yeast, but it doesn't feel like a traditional Belgian yeast. It's been around, you know, since like we talked about the other day. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's been around since the dawn of time, evolving through different strains. <laughs> this definitely feels like a distinctly aggressive American version of a Belgian yeast. 
where uh, as a more traditional Belgian might be content to, uh, you know, let its charms show over time. This one is just kind of like, shisha, there it is. Yeah. Almost has like a half a type flavor too at the front. Uh, again, that, a that's just bit? saying a yeast type flavor in a different language, I guess. But It's um, true. Just about like that kind of cloviness. Just very briefly, though. It doesn't predominate at all. Yeah, definitely. How, how, should we R? Should we? I guess we should R because we kind of zipped um, through this one. Yeah. Because um, I think it kind of caught us off guard and we're... It uh, sort of did. Yeah. Because um, like you said, it's it's... It's sort of Belgian. It's not really totally Belgian. It's not super apricot, and it's not quite a traditional pale ale. It like takes elements from each of those things and makes something a little different. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. The Belgian pale ale with apricots is a little bit misleading, but not necessarily in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I-, I guess I'll go in for a sip of judgment. What the heck? Yeah, go for it. Hmm. God, unfortunately, because it, like, that hop taste lingers, that's kind of bugging me. I actually don't mind that the bitterness too much. Mm-mm. Um, but because it lingers, it's a little bothersome. Um, and I wish, like, either the Belgian or the apricot was turned up a little more. Me too. Even, like, a higher ABV might give this a little more If it was just flare. maltier, perhaps? Yeah, a little more, yeah. I'm with you on this one. Um, hmm, I'm actually going to go 3.25. Because it's by no means like something bad. (laughs) No, it's... It would be okay at a barbecue, I suppose, and a good summer beer for sure. But like overall, and the pantheon of brews that we've had on this show, I just can't rate it much higher than that. I think it's worth a try. Get it while you still can. In the I, summer, r- but. I really wish the apricot. God, maybe I'm saying apricot because I just saw that new Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> Planet of the Apricot. <laughs> War of the Apricots. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, I like. I like the hop presence on there. It's a little bit too much given the rest of the beer. Um, I'm with you in thinking that the yeast and the apricot. Oh my god, the the yeast and the fruit should be turned up a notch, or at least have them added at a different point. I don't know exactly how they made this thing. Right, but, yeah. Um, because right now it's just that overwhelming bitterness with a little bit of yeast in the beginning. I'm going to go 3.25. I'm with okay. you. It's, it's, it's definitely worth trying if you're a... A, if you can find it. B, if you like Belgian pale ales, because I think it's far more of a Belgian pale than it is a fruit beer. Which, yes. to me, isn't even up for debate. I mean, if there's fruits, stone fruits, the the little ones, they get turned into plum cots. Uh, I'm not saying that word anymore. <laughs> but if there's any of those fruits in here, I can't tell them. Maybe maybe they give a little lingering sweetness, but the hops are so heavy that it just covers it up if it's there. Yeah. So, yeah, 3.25. Maybe we're uh, used... Well, I should speak for myself. Maybe I'm used to, like, apricot beers like Magic Hat Number 9 
Uh, and like pyramid i don't even know if they make pyramid apricot ale anymore but and those might have been like totally artificially flavored but didn't we do magic hat number nine i I, we did i couldn't remember if you were on the show i think i was in for that one yeah which definitely had more of a fruit flavor but it also wasn't a belgian yes it did it was a had a kind of a weird base i guess and I think we didn't conclude or we weren't sure how authentic that flavor was, but... Corn silk. Uh, that was right. the <laughs> Unfortunately, it trained my brain yeah. to uh, think that's what apricot beer should taste like, and this does not quite have that punch as that one does. But, uh, Michael, that's, uh, that's another one down the gullet. I guess that's another one down the gullet. How about you drop some plugs for us? I can do that real quick. Yeah, go for it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on the show, you can do that a variety of ways. You can be like Michelle and do the work for us by tweeting us. Please uh, do, because we are woefully unprepared for this. Um, excellent articles. Uh, you can do that at, at APMPod on Twitter. Um, you, don't, you can just tweet it, whatever you want. It doesn't even have to be about beer. You can also get in touch on Facebook.com slash APMPod or email us directly, APMPod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Music or whatever you like to do. You can also see our little YouTube page. That's APM Pod on there too for little brief clips and album art, <laughs> I guess is on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's everything though. That sounds good to me. That sounds good. So I guess we'll wrap it up there. Uh, for Jeremy, I'm Michael. For Michael, I'm Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.